Hello and welcome to another episode of the Six Go Podcast. My name is Tom Campbell and it's great to have your company. As we look ahead to today's guest, you know how this goes. We'll cover six topics related to the game or even their own career. And my guest today is none other than Queensland assistant coach Josh Hannay. We'll look at the lead up in Origin 1 and then we'll break down the game as well and look ahead to Game 2. Can't wait to do this. I've been looking forward to it ever since Game 1 finished. It was a fantastic win by Queensland. Hopefully they can get the job done in Game 2 as well. Hope you enjoy the 60 Go podcast. Here's Josh Hannay. It's the 60 Go podcast, and I'm joined today by assistant coach of Queensland and Cronulla, Josh Hannay. Josh, how are you, mate? Congratulations. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, very well. Obviously, um, you know, a tremendous win on Wednesday night. Um, I guess not only the win, though, but I guess the manner in which the guys went about it and, and were able to win that game. So, yeah, um, it's been a couple of days now since, and, um, you know, still. A little bit weary um, from from the from the night itself, but you know, really, really proud to have come away with the win and have been part of it. I've got no doubt, and I've got six topics to cover with you, and I'd like to start off with the selection process. There was a lot of talk about the lead up to the game, and I want to particularly talk about the Cowboys players. Now, Val's a little bit of an exception to this because he's a proven commodity, and to be fair, centre over the past couple of years is probably our weakest position. But Tuolungi and Cotter are the two that I want to focus on. What led you to sticking true to those guys, considering the Cowboys haven't been particularly good as in recent times? Yeah, I think, I think I'll touch on Ruben first. I think he's a guy that... Um, it's therefore to see what you get from Ruben. He's not a guy who has these huge fluctuations in, in form, if you like. He's a, he's a guy that um, um, has a really um, defined sort of way of how he plays the game, and it's it's that style of play that I guess endears him to so many people, and certainly endears him to us as Queensland selectors and coaches. So um, even though um, you know things haven't been going great at club level, um, you know we always look at a player like Ruben and know that um, his effort is always there um, and he he has traits in his game uh, that a lot of people don't see that we value very highly. So those traits, when we look at Ruben's play over the course of this year, um, those traits are well and truly there and we, we were confident um, if uh, when we selected Ruben that he would be able to come in and and, and, and play the way we know he plays and approach the game the way he know we know he approaches it. With Murray, I think, I think um, you know he's yeah he's probably one that was less obvious because he's again when you're an outside back in a team that's struggling to score points, you can tend to not be getting the opportunities that that um, give you the opportunity to shine, uh, so to speak. So again, with with Murray though, what we what we certainly liked is he's a big body. Um, we knew. Uh, in origin, having wingers that can cart the ball out of the backfield and do that real grunt work for you early in sets is, is really pivotal. So we, we knew that um, while he wasn't getting the, necessarily the, the highlight opportunities there at the Cowboys at the moment, his, his ability to, to, to get a team going forward out of the backfield remains. So um, that was a real plus for, for Murray. And um, we, we just, yeah, we like we liked a lot of the things that he does away from the ball. He's a good young man. Um, and we, we felt like he got a little taste last year. And we, you know, there was there was other people in contention. It wasn't a a, a, um, a really um, obvious selection, if you if you want to put it that way. But certainly, um, at the end of the day, we're happy we 
he selected Murray, and I think he went out there and vindicated his selection. The hammer was picked at left centre to go against Tommy. Uh, how much of seeing that he's actually done it before in Origin against Tom influenced the decision to pick the hammer there? Um, to be honest, not a great deal. We that was a couple of years ago, and 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 um, you know, Hammersa hasn't um, played much, if any, centre uh, since then. So I think the 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 decision to put him on the left was. Um, a couple of things went into it. We, he's got a close relationship with uh, Murray Tuolungi. They're very good friends. And, and when you're talking about edge defence and, and combinations and connections, um, you know, th- that's so important to, 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 to good edge defence and, and to good edge attack is, is an actual understanding of the people around you. So uh, we like that combination of those two together. And, and it also suits uh, Hemiso's left-hand carry. Um I don't know it's, if it's obvious to viewers or, or, or those that follow the game or not, but it's there's not a lot of left-hand carriers in the game, particularly uh, out wide. A lot of players, their preference is to carry the football in their right hand, and uh, it's quite awkward when they try and transfer the football to the left the, the left hand. So from a technical point of view, yeah, we just like the fact that he's a, he's a dominant left-hand carry. And, and, you know, you look at the try score to put us in front, if he's trying to carry that in the right hand, he doesn't make that line break. His ability to put the football in his left arm comfortably and have a really strong right arm, right arm fan allowed him to, to, to score that try. So it worked out really well. And finally, just on selections, Tom Gilbert is probably the person who's in most doubt for Game 2 and possibly even Game 3. But you can just tell, can't you, that even if he's out for this series, he's going to be a big part of Queensland going forward. Oh, yeah, we love Tom. And he's, he's, he is, uh, embodies everything that is great about... Uh, Queensland and, and, and Queensland players that have come before him. He he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's passionate. He works extremely hard. He's aggressive. He's passionate. He he um, he does a lot of things that, uh, as I say, go unknown. Um, his work off the football is, is off the charts good, and and um, he's, he's a, a tough bugger, you know. So he there's so many qualities and layers to Tommy Gilbert that that make him an Origin player, and and, and yeah, you're spot on. He'll it's it's really unfortunate the injury he suffered and when he gets back I'm not I'm not sure uh, what the time frame is but you know he's got a long 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 future in the maroon jersey in front of him. Josh, in the lead up to the game, you guys swapped your forward rotation, Flegler and Collins to the bench, and started Tino and Cotter. Why did you guys do that, and when did you know you were going to do it? Um, yeah, I think I think when you look at our forward pack and when we sat down and looked at our pack. Um, we could have went with a number of uh, combinations to start the game and been really comfortable with it. We feel like um, our, our young forward pack, um, uh, there's so much sort of versatility and so many strengths and to, their, to, to, to their games that where they complement each other. Um, they're all on a similar trajectory in terms of age and experience and, and even um, you know, their athletic profile. They're, they're really young, athletic, uh, young bigs. So we just, you know, we as I said, we could have went three or four or five different ways. But in the end, we settled on the one that we went with. And we just felt like it was the right balance for us to start the game with size, uh, work rate, uh, and punch, and uh, leg speed. And, um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a, a really, you know, it didn't stick out like, um, you know, dogs, you know what, so to speak. <laughs> but it, it, it was the one that at the end we all sort of looked at and went, yeah, we think those guys can can start the game we, we'd like the way we'd like to start and, and, and set the platform for those other guys to come on and follow. 
Just on the bench rotation, New South Wales has been criticised a lot for their bench rotation and and how it happened during the game. How much effort do you guys put into that as coaches on on plans going forward? And I know Queensland had a lot of injuries, so it was sort of thrown out the window. But as far as your rotation plan, how much effort do you put into that? Yeah, we put a put a stack of it, stack of time into it. To be really honest, because um, I feel like as a coach, you know, there's so many things you can say that um, you know are important to you doing your job well. And I think one of the things that probably doesn't get valued enough, maybe um, to the outside world, is how you do handle your rotations during the game. How you you know, knowing when a, a middle forward is, is tired to get him off a set earlier rather than a set late, um, having contingencies in place for if chaos ensues, and it often does in, in origin. So your ability as a coach, I think, to, to get your interchanges right and handle all um, situations that, 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 that arise is really important. Um, and, yeah, as you say, we, we had a really clear plan, but um, as, as was the case in Game 3 last year, it sort of went out the window... Uh, pretty quickly, but um, you know, one of the things I think that makes our job easier is we've got a really um, agile, versatile footy team. We, we, we've got um, a number of players that can fill in a number of different positions, and and it was really it was really evident the other night, and it was really necessary for us the other night to have a, a group of players that could you know quickly fill in at another position and, and do a, do a job for us. So. Um, that's one of our strengths. It's probably one of the things that goes unnoticed with the quality of our team is, is, is its versatility and our ability to cover a number of positions. Because in this day and age, um, with people getting put in the bin so regularly, uh, the HIA rule, all these things that um, are there these days to, to disrupt, I guess, um, your, your team, um, it's important that you can have people that play a number of positions. And um, we, we, we certainly benefited from that the other night. Just something else on the lead-up. Uh... It was revealed that on the inside of the jerseys, it was sewn on the words of Dick Tossaterno. It was Queensland expects you to do your duty. I just can't imagine anyone who was gearing up for Queensland that night uh, would not be getting goosebumps at the thought of putting on that jersey when they were reading that. It was. I thought it was a beautiful touch. Can you talk me through the mood of the group that 10, 15 minutes before the game starts? Yeah, it's... it's um... It's a special place to be, a state of origin uh, dressing shed, both before and, and after, particularly if you've had a win. Um, it's um, it's it's a, there's a quiet intensity, I would say, if I could describe it that way, about a state of origin uh, dressing shed. The focus um, is palpable, like it's it's, a, it's another level, uh, it's another it's multiple levels compared to clubland. Um, the players. Yeah, you know, when you're talking about 10 to 15 minutes before kickoff, the, the focus um, is through the roof. I guess the, the intensity is, is at a point where they're ready to, to go out there and give their best for their state. And and the build-up is such, right, that you so much build-up and it's this slow process, slow process. It's this really slow burn. And, and all of a sudden, yeah, you're sort of standing there and it feels like the game's never going to come around. And then all of a sudden you're standing there 10 minutes before kickoff and it. And, you know, you, you have knots in your stomach. You're, you're about to run out into the most hostile environment that's imaginable in a rugby league, um, in a rugby league player's life. So certainly, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a really focused, intense, um, um, energised environment at, at that point. And I think one of the things we, we did really well, and I think we've done really well since we've been involved with the, 
with the camp is, is ensuring that the the intensity is leveled out with focus. Um, I think it's really important that you, you you have both those things before you go out on the on the uh, into battle. But if you've got too much of one and not enough of the other, you can you can get it wrong. And I think I think we do a pretty good job of making sure the players' intensity is there. But the, the equally, there's a real focus and understanding of what they're about to go out and be, and be part of and the job they need to do. So. Yeah, it's a special place to be, mate. Um, to be really honest, and um, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty intense, focused environment. Let's get into the game itself, Josh. I suppose the theme in the first half was when we got a chance, we cashed in, and the rest of the half, Queensland was scrambling at an elite level in defence. What did you see? Yeah, I thought obviously our, our start of game was enormous. I thought we started fast. I thought. Um, when we got our opportunities to play, uh, we played. Um, by that I mean we moved the football. Um, we we made them make some you know decisions in defence. We made it difficult for them. And we, you know, when you get to that level, both teams, um, so many good players out on the field. You're just trying to create a half opportunity, or, or, or just give a guy a little bit of space on the outside of his man, or just. Give a guy a little, you know, a little bit of time to do his thing. You're not looking for, you know, these huge big spaces to to, to run into. You're just looking to to create all these little half chances because you know if you create enough of them, the players are good enough to to turn a half chance into a full chance. So I thought early doors we were we we're doing a good job of that. And then, you know, just a couple of little turning points. You know, obviously the 14th man on the field for us um, was a breakdown in sort of communication from the box to the to the sideline. So. You know, we need to own that. We got that wrong, but that was a real turning point. We were, we were well and truly on top. And then from the moment that penalty was given, um, we I don't feel I feel like we didn't really see their half of the field for the for the remainder of the half. They they did a good job, New South Wales, of making the most of that field position. You know, while they weren't necessarily putting points on the board, they were they were certainly keeping us under pressure and taking a lot of uh, gas out of us. And I thought we did an outstanding job to, to only give up that one try in that period because we're under enormous pressure. Um, but it just goes to show you how how delicate it is, a, a game of footy, and particularly state of origin. It can only take one moment, but one seemingly innocuous moment, to sort of turn the whole tide of, of momentum, and that's certainly what happened in that first half. It seemed like the entire game was played in Queensland territory. Is that purely just because Nathan Cleary has the best kicking game we've seen in a long time? Because every one of his kicks, we were catching it inside the 10. Yeah, I think there's a few factors. I think, you know, again, credit to our opposition. I thought on the night their line speed and uh, defensive intent was was about as good as probably they would have wanted it to be. It was, they were physical. They... they, they um, were effective on the ground in terms of slowing down our, our play the ball. Um, you know, they, they, they just, they, they did a really good job of, of, of not allowing us to get out, out of our end. And I spoke about, you know, just before about our enterprise to start the game and how we moved the football. And, and I thought, you know, that really troubled New South, New South Wales. I thought when they turned up the heat on us defensively, I thought we um, we didn't necessarily respond the way we'd like to, and I thought we went into our shell and went a bit negative with our football, and got we just got into a bit of a bash and barge um, sort of mindset. And I thought that played into the New South Wales hands. And then with that field position, as you say, um, Nathan Cleary, one of the best general play kickers in the game, he he was just able to continually put the right kick in the right spot and and, and put us into places where we didn't necessarily want to be, and 
and where it, it made it really easy for the Blues to get nice and tight and, and be quite physical. So, yeah, I thought I thought from a you know strategic point of view, they played a good first half, New South Wales, and made life really difficult for us. When you say we went into our shell a little bit there, what Billy talked in the post-game about the fact that he thought Queensland played dumb at stages. Do you think that that's what he was talking about there? Yeah, I think, you know, without trying to... Um, yeah, I guess guess sure. what meant by that. I, I, my own personal opinion, and I would, I would think um, we're fairly aligned in, in in the way we think. Yeah, I think we he'd be, I I believe talking about just our some of our um, discipline. There was a little bit of a lack of high level discipline from us, but yeah, also just that you know we we just lack some enterprise when it when the when the heat came, we lacked a little bit of enterprise, a little bit of shape, just to move the New South Wales line and get them off our back a little bit and um and, you know, sometimes that's all it can take is just a couple of passes, move their line, you know, get a quick play the ball and then you can sort of flood the middle of the field and, and, and play fast over the ad line. But sometimes um yeah, you've got to you've got to be willing to, 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 to take a a calculated risk by, by by moving the football a little bit to get the opposition off your back, and I thought we probably, yeah, we probably didn't we probably didn't take enough risks with our footy um, when they were when they turned the heat up on us. Yeah, one of the ways you guys tried to change momentum, and for the moment it worked anyway, was the Daly Cherry Evans forty twenty. I think when it's all said and done, Josh Daly will go down as one of the most underrated Origin players that's been because purely because of the of the team that. He was after, right? So he comes after Cronk and Lockyer and Thurston. Uh, can you talk to me about Daly's role in the team over the past few years and the leader that he is? Yeah, I, um, you know, I've only had a little bit to do with Daly over the last uh, year and a bit, um, and you know, there's a lot of uh, opinions out there. I do believe about Daly. Um, you know, many of those opinions come from people who've never even met Daly, which is, I guess, the the world we live in, um, but you know, without knowing the guy, um, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect when I met Daly. So, what I'll say is, over the last year and a half or however long I've, I've worked with him, um, there's there's not many more impressive guys I've ever met in the game, and, and more genuine people. And um, and that, so, I guess when you start to spend quality time with people, you become, particularly as a coach, in the coach-player relationship you get a little bit protective and it kind of having knowing daily now and knowing the, the daily Terry Evans that I've gotten to know, it, it actually irks me some of the external, I guess, opinions that, that are out there of him. Um, he's always, as you said, I think following on from some of the champions to have ever worn the Maroon jersey, the likes of Thurston, Lockyer, Cronk, enormous shoes to fill and I, I just, I, I can't speak highly enough of just the way that He's gotten on with um, doing that, and he, he's not trying to be those guys. I think one of his strengths is he's got a real comfort level of who he is, what his game is, and and I think as he's getting older, he's just he's gotten more and more comfortable in his own skin and, and about his own game, and not trying to live up necessarily to the to the expectations or or to the legacy that those guys created. I think he's really comfortable now that. Um, who he is, what his game is, and delivering that game for Queensland every time he takes the field. And I thought he was one of the unsung heroes for us there last year in, in winning that series. And then I thought he was another unsung hero for us on on uh, on Wednesday night. His leadership 
um, doesn't get enough, uh, the credit that it deserves. I know um, the players look up to him immensely and, 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 and they, they really do. I think he's one of the more impressive leaders I've ever worked with. And I think when the players get into camp, they, they know they're being led by one of the very best leaders to have ever played our game and to have ever worn the Maroon jersey. So as coaches, it's, it's a real benefit and a real... Um, it gives you peace of mind when you know you've got an on-field leader that's a respected by um, those that play with him, but b a guy that's going to uh, stay cool in the heat of the battle. And yeah, I love Daly. Um, I've just—it's been a pleasure to get to know him better and better and better over time. And um, you know, he's still got a few chapters left to his origin story uh, yet. But it's—you know—he's he's been a wonderful player for us, and to play 20 games for Queensland now is no no mean feat. At halftime, Josh, what were you thinking? Yeah, um, I think one thing, you know, I've been that's four games in a row I've been involved with now. And apart from the shellacking we copped over in Perth, you know, I was only reflecting on this the other day. Game one in Sydney last year, we, we tackled Isaiah Yo under the post to save the game on the bell. Game three, we we run the length to win the game um, in the in the final minute, and then. The other night, we, we, we turned it around with 10 minutes to go against all odds. So one thing I'm, I'm fast learning about State of Origin <laughs> is it, it's it's not a walk in the park. And at half time, you know, we had a slender lead. But I I, I was concerned that um, the juice that... I, I was worried about how much juice had been taken out of us given all the goal line D we had to, we had to do. Um, that was in the back of my mind. I was, you know, I, I, I wasn't really sure to be quite frank which way the game was going to go because I, I, you could see the, the Blues had turned up to play uh, and, and we'd certainly been under immense pressure. Um, the thing that always gives me and us coaches um, I think great belief under any circumstances and we saw it again the other night is our guys just have a never say die attitude so we always feel comfort in that, in that knowledge that um, whatever might be thrown at us and, and I sort of stood there at half time and thought, well, I don't know what's going to come this second half, but I know whatever's thrown at us, these guys will never say die. And um, I didn't envisage um, what unfolded, to be really honest. You know, the adversity we we had to deal with um, and, and obviously the qualities we showed in that final 10 minutes to overcome those adversities, I, I didn't see that coming. But I think probably deep down, I always had a sense that the game was going to go down to the wire. Queensland lose the lead not long after half-time. Then Selwyn Cobbo regains it for them. And Stephen Crichton scores. That would eventually be the final try for New South Wales to make the game 18-16, which takes us to the last 10 minutes. And we could do a whole podcast on just this last 10 minutes alone. What was the message when Flegler got put in the bin? Yeah, it's it, it's really clear in my mind. So they just score, right? And we, you know, so it's a bit of a gut punch late in the game. Um, you know, so and we give that penalty away, and that itself is was you know just so not what we needed at, at that time. So we're feeling for ourselves, and we're like, righto. And we, we we kind of took our eye off the game for for a minute, and then all of a sudden, someone said, "Oh, Flegler's been put in the bin," and we were like, "What?" So then it's like, um, oh, we're okay. So now we've got to make sure that we're really clear up up there with our messaging. And 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 I, and I turned to Bill and. and and um, two things I said. I said, this next set is the most important of the game. If we can defend this, we've got another try on us, you know, because what I knew about 
you know, we spoke about, I thought we played a little bit safe and a little bit, um, you know, probably didn't play enough footy through the middle period of the game. One thing I knew is if we could hold the, hold the Blues, um, the fact we were down to 12, we're now down by two and we we're very time poor with not much time left on the clock, I thought that actually might jolt us into, you know, taking some risks and taking some chances and playing a little bit more footy. So, but that very next set for me was, was critical that we, we held strong and that we didn't allow New South Wales to go back-to-back in terms of scoring points. So, um, yeah, that, that was the message. And the other the other thing that was sort of going on in the background there was Murray Tuolungi um, having to leave the field. We had a big reshuffle to our left edge. So the other key message was just about our left edge being really clear of their objectives. You know, Joy Arrow had to plug in at left back rower. Uh, Dave Fafita left centre and obviously Hemiso out to the left wing. Uh, needed to make sure, needed to make sure we're getting a message out there to those guys about just some key principles, I guess, that we abide by with our edge defence, and 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 I guess just give them a quick understanding of of how we wanted them to move and what what to expect from the Blues' right edge. So it sounds like a, a lot, but basically there was only a couple of really key messages that were sent out, and and as it panned out, we defended that that set, we got the ball back, and then as I, as I hoped and imagined, the guys through caution to the wind and started playing a bit of footy. I thought Munster owned the last 10 minutes of the game and he's rising so quickly in the status of origin greats, it's not even funny. What is it about him that when it's a massive game to be won and all the chips are in, you want to be backing him? Yeah, I think um, probably the one key trait is uh, fearlessness. I think he's a guy that... um, you know, even even some of the very best players in our game, I think, are, are burdened by a, um, even a little bit of self doubt and a little bit of, um, you know, if I don't do this, if this doesn't come off, what a, what's the reaction going to be? I, I don't think Cameron has any of those doubts. I don't think he doubts his ability uh, for one moment, and I don't think he cares if it doesn't come off. I think he, that's a real strength of character of, of, of Cameron's, is that. You know, he knows he's only human, and the best who have ever played our game make mistakes. It's just, it's just the reality. And I think he, with that, he he thrives in that 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 I guess ability where others are second guessing themselves even slightly. He's full throttle, and he wants the ball, and you know, because he knows what he's capable of. But he also understands that if it doesn't pan out, well, you know, that's just life, and he. he, he it won't affect how he turns up to the game next week. He'll move on really quickly, and he'll 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 always back his ability. So that fearlessness and that that complete lack of any self doubt, I think, are, are key traits for Cameron when it comes to owning those moments um, when the pressure's at its greatest. Yeah. Josh Queensland really had no right to win that game, <laughs> and if it's a club game, you know you look at the end score and you're probably thinking the end score with ten minutes to go balloons out to something like. 30 to 16 to New South Wales, if, if it was a club game, you know, in those circumstances. Do you just pinch yourself after a game like that? Uh, yeah, you do. I think, um, as I said just before, I'm, um, you know, the three games we've won out of the past four, each game has gone down literally to the wire and, and, and a big moment has won the game for us. It's just, it's incredible, you know. It's incredible how that continues to happen. Um, you know, so I just... Yeah, it's just it's it's just the Queensland, I guess, spirit that overcomes you know such adversity, and and we 
it's talk, it's it's spoken about, and people can think it's mythology and all those types of things. But I think the players continue to show um, um, every time they take the field that it's very real, and that there's a strong belief that under any circumstances that they can get the job done. Um, and they, and again, they have that never say die attitude. So um, yeah, it's 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 we're going to need it for the next two games because New South Wales are going to come back even stronger. But uh, one thing I do know as well is we're going to need to be a lot better with our football. I just want to touch on the coaching side of things. It seemed as if Billy this week really grabbed Reese Walsh and tucked him under his wing. Was there a player who you worked with this week who stood out for you and it gave you a real sense of pride to see him do well? Um, yeah, I think I specifically um, put a lot of time into you know our, our edges. I just thought... I looked at the New South Wales side and I, 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 I saw a lot of threats in, in their, their football on the left and right side of the field, you know, and I felt like we, you know, we needed to be really, really strong and really, really connected on both sides of the field to to handle those threats, you know, so I thought with that, you know, I, I guess you look at the inexperience of, of Hamaso, um, not only um, as an origin centre, but playing the position at all, he's not played a lot of centre in his time, and, and you know, young Murray Tualangi, been playing his second game of origin, so I thought and I felt, I guess, a, a responsibility that to make sure those guys were really uh, comfortable, confident, and in understanding of, of uh, what was coming their way, and, and I guess give them some some cues and some details around how how to how to nullify those threats. And um, it was really, um, you know, I was really proud of those guys, um, the way they went. You know, Hammersay will be remembered for the the tries, and understandably so. And and you know, Murray Tualangi will be remembered for a couple of try-saving efforts, but I thought for the 80 minutes, those guys um, were enormous and, and outshined their, their, their counterparts. And uh, for two young guys to do that, I thought was was just tremendous. So, you know, it was, it was yeah, I've got to say, I took a great sense of pride having uh, worked closely with those 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 guys throughout the week, the way they went out and performed. Josh, what is it about Billy? He's won three out of four games now, and you can just tell that he commands absolute respect from every single person involved in the Queensland squad. And on top of it, all of that, he's he's proven to be an absolute genius with nearly every decision he's made. Yeah, I think there's a lot that um, that he does well, you know. And I think um, for me, first and foremost, when the players look at Billy, they see a guy that's genuine. Uh, that's authentic, a uh, guy that cares. Um, <clears throat> and I think when players sense those qualities in a coach, players will go to great uh, lengths for you. Um, you know, it's when, I guess, players get a sense that a coach might not really deep down care about you as such or is just telling you what you want to hear and things like that. If, if players get a sense of that from their coach, then that's where you, you can get a lack of performance. But I think the players look at Bill and um, they see a guy that, as I say, genuine, authentic, and he cares. And, and and then you add to that the layers, like the fact he's been there and done it. Like when he talks, he talks from a position of having done it, not not a position of thinking this might work. He's been there in the furnace and he's 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 achieved at the highest level under the most extreme pressures over and over and over again. So... I think as a player, there's a there's a sense of confidence that you get when you 
um, when Bill's standing in front of the group and he he's talking, you go, well, this guy's you know he's he's been right there on the coalface and done it. So there's all these little um, you know you push the technical and tactical sides of it to the side. Um, it's those uh, intangible sort of um, traits, if you like, that he brings to the table that I, I think allow the players and 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 um, get the players to, to to go to that next level. They, their their attitude is such because Bill fills them with this belief and this confidence, and they know that he cares and they know that he's he's real and they know what he says is coming from the left, the right place. So. I think they're really powerful for a coach to have those traits and and um, in terms of getting the players to go out and perform at the highest level and perform the way they do um, and the way they have for him in his first four games in charge. Finally, Josh, let's look forward to game two. New South Wales will be better. Latrell comes back. That's obviously a big in. Do you see a lot of improvement in our team? Yeah, I think that's... Uh, the, the, the beauty of the result, if you like, is uh, uh, we, we probably, um, from a, I'll just talk purely from a football standpoint here because, you know, the spirit and the, um, the effort was there for all to see and, and, and we'll need that again and we're confident that'll always be there. But the footy is the area where we've got so much um, improvement in us. We were a little bit, to be, to be honest, after the game, myself and Bill, a little bit flat about our footy. We, we we didn't necessarily go out and play the way we envisaged. And, you know, you look at the scoreline, we, 20 of our points came in the first 10 minutes of the game and the last 10 minutes of the game. There's a big chunk of footy there, the 60 minutes in between, where, you know, we're only able to generate six points. And, and we feel like, yeah, credit to New South Wales, partly um, it, it was due to the pressure they were putting on us. But we, we feel like we... You know, you said the coach mentioned in his press we played dumb, um, probably played with a lack of enterprise, and um, so we feel like there's there's really a lot of improvement in us. And, and when we review the game, those will be the points that we will make. Is is we'll look at our game really closely and um, look at the areas because there will be many where we can be a lot better. So the fact we won and we feel like our football wasn't quite there, um, yeah, that's that's exciting. But we that's up to our, us as coaches to. to to be able to generate that over the next camp when we get get them back into camp is to be able to to, to iron out those kinks and, 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 and smooth everything out and make sure when we play game two that, yeah, we're playing the style of football um, for the best part of 80 minutes that we know we're capable of. You and I have spoken about this before, about how you juggle both roles as club and state coach, but there must be a sense of when you see Queensland put in an effort like that, it must make it all worth it. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, to be honest, it's the only thing that <laughs> winning is the only thing that makes it worth it. To be really honest, it's um, it's it's a privilege and an honour to be involved. Um, it's incredibly stressful, incredibly tiring, um, taxing period. Um, you know, doing both roles. Um, and as I say, um, you know, competing hard is great, and, and um, you know. Playing well is great, but ultimately the only thing that makes it all worthwhile is winning. And I've been really fortunate um, to have won three out of the four games I've been involved with now and um, and have to have won the series uh, last year. So, um, and, I, and I guess with that, for me, it, it just it makes you work tirelessly to, to, to ensure that 
when the series is said and done, that you look back and you go, regardless of what the result is, you look back and go, well, I couldn't have put any more of myself into that. I couldn't have given any more of myself uh, to the cause um, because, um, yeah, I know, I just... I just know how important winning is to, I guess, making the whole um, sacrifice uh, worthwhile. So, um, you know, hopefully, mate, we can we can get the job done um, uh, over one of the next two games. And yeah, it's because if you do get that that experience, um, last year's experience of winning that series is the the greatest thing I've ever been a part of professionally, and and certainly getting a taste of that, um, you want it again, and it, it will make it all worthwhile if we can climb that mountain again. Well, Josh, I can't thank you enough for your time. I know you must be very busy. Uh, I know you've got Cronulla and Broncos this week, so very best of luck for that. And also good luck for Game 2. Can't wait to talk after Game 2. Thanks so much. No, I appreciate your time as always. Thank you, mate. Big thanks to Josh. We'll catch up with him after Game 2, but it's such a pleasure to be able to get that inside access that Josh provides, and he's so great with his time. And hopefully, Queensland can get the job done in Game 2. My name is Tom Canfell. It's been great to have your company for the 6 to Go podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and like us on our Facebook page as well. You can find me on Twitter at TCanfell if you want to get in touch. But until next time, this has been the 6 to Go podcast, and that is full time.